0: S-O radio, radio, radio. Oh, here we go. Here <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> guys.
1: What's up? Wow, well, starting again, round two. Hi. Hi. I am so happy today. The The getting of the vitamin D and making you instantly happy is so real.
0: Yes. To uh, be clear, I think this is in New York City, too. Yes. This is April, like not even the 15th. And it is hot here in Toronto. And It is to my weather.
1: It is tanning weather. It's shorts weather. Don't forget your sunscreen. No one wants to be burnt. Not up, even maybe? like in
0: a white person way where yeah. you're wearing shorts above one degree. I like, yeah. Actually, seriously, this I'm wearing hot. shorts. Yeah, it's yeah. actually for real hot.
1: I know. Canadians <laughs> love to really overcompensate for the warm weather literally it would be one degrees they got their flip-flops up but today
0: is an appropriate day to be pulling out your summer wear definitely I think for our bodies especially like the yeah. patio when they when they hit the patio you know you know you, you the girlies to, are out yeah summer we're is out on. today summer's
1: here um, my legs weren't ready for short season today
0: what does that mean like I haven't shaved oh okay, yeah. okay.
1: so that's why I opted for pants but um, I, I was putting on this great t-shirt which yeah I think I have found the perfect crop t-shirt. Anyone looking for a cotton crop (laughs) t-shirt? Uniqlo has the best one. Hey, plug Uniqlo. I was wearing this great t-shirt all day and I was like, you know what? Probably not a good idea to wear because I know I'm going to have sweat stains. It's really nice though. Lo and behold, I am covered in sweat stains, but we will just pretend it doesn't exist and I won't raise my arms about this. No, session. you look fine, Thank definitely. You. Thank um, you.
0: We're really happy. The season's really great. Yeah. We have lots of stuff to talk about. Yes. Um, well,
1: before we go in, yes. for anyone tuning in for the first time listening to us, Maiden, we are... Well, I'm Jess. And I'm Evie. Evie. Yeah. We talk about current events, pop culture, hey. what is happening in the world with our little take on it. So yes. um, hopefully you can join us for along for the ride today. um, I'm so sad because I've been begging Evie to watch Beef, but Sorry. to be honest, I will never put this hold this against Evie because she is a busy gal she has 24 hour news that she needs to be scanning at all times so I never um, have an expectation that she's able to Sorry. You know, do things that I timely ask of her but <laughs> Steve, that is all I can think about it's one of those shows that I want to rewatch it again but you haven't seen any episode of it
0: no but I have seen I haven't seen any spoilers which is okay. really great because I was like gonna Honestly, mute I feel it like
1: there isn't even that big of a spoiler because I, I went
0: in yeah not
1: knowing what was gonna happen except for the road rage
0: okay and even that i watched it in the trailer yeah. so i didn't think it was exactly. a spoiler i had just seen amazing rave reviews about it and the way they're written it's not even yeah i know there's lines that i've, I've seen little clips mm-hmm. of memes that are like very asian perspective like i saw one that was like this western therapy won't work on eastern minds, yeah. stuff yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes. Oof, that which was i'm good. like which i'm like that's just funny like that's a quick kind of like asian cuts like you know that's our perspective cuts that i yeah. need But I think the thing that makes me so excited to eventually watch this when I have some calm is like it's just regarded as a good TV show. It has nothing really much to do. Like the two leads happen to be East Asian actors, but it's not. It's more than that. It's like the plot is wild. The rage is wild. And I'm excited to see that. Yeah,
1: I think I actually think you would love it way more than I would because... Yes, it's about road rage. And that's just like a surface level thing. But the way that characters develop into how one action event leads into another. Yeah, and like then it triggers them. something yeah. deeply rooted in your family and then your history and then like the way that's kind of interconnects together. And I think just the writing is super brilliant. Yeah. Like you said about, you know, Western medicine doesn't work on work Eastern minds. There's so many good one liners. There is this one where they say it's Um, So it's a scene between um, Danny, who's Stephen Young and Isaac, who is played by David Cho, who I actually want to talk about. Yes. Um, And they're talking about how his brother is, like, dating this uh, white girl, and then Dave, uh, Danny the character goes yeah I only want to date Italians you know peninsula mentality and he's saying that because Korea is a, a peninsula and say so is oh Italy. I see I see yeah. but I didn't really understand what that meant like is it that because we're both a peninsula which I have to google what it means which means like you're just surrounded by water and all on size so like literally geographically they're a peninsula but then does that mean because you're surrounded by water does that come with some type <laughs> of like um, work ethic or does it come with some kind of like cultural relevance like I get it yeah I
0: need to like get into it but I definitely believe that people who grow up in let, let's just say peninsula is part of it but like like islands and stuff like that there's a connect the connectivity around that you know what I mean like like if you are like so peninsula is definitely a thing but like definitely when people who grow up in islands across like everywhere there's a shared understanding of island living and i yeah. think like peninsula is bigger and i think it means like being closer to the water there's so many different like neighborhoods and i mean i
1: could be just like totally really into it, so i don't know if that's what it actually yeah. means i but- don't know i need to
0: watch it but yeah i mean fuck yeah peninsulas yeah. and sure. islands peninsula and everything like mentality.
1: that <laughs> um okay so thing about david Cho that i found out i have recognized him before because he was he's a famous artist and i don't know if he's been in any acting oh i know roles, yeah yeah i know he but I, I i know him because i heard his uh, his like big thing is that like he is a painter yep. and he painted the original headquarters of Facebook and at the time Mark Zuckerberg offered him $60,000 to paint the entire office mm-hmm. but David Cho was so fucking smart he asked for um, stocks in the company oh, so that's that he so ended smart. up yeah. getting only like 0.1% but that by the time Facebook went public it was worth like $250 million
0: yeah exactly yeah he's and, like smart. he is
1: so fucking smart and so when you watch the show I love um, um, they play just like really intense, like intro music, and they have a painting as a, at the start with like a really cool episode title. Yeah, and every single painting is such different varieties of work of art. So, whether that's like watercolor, oil, or whatever, cool. every single one of them is done by David Cho. So, like, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, um, yeah, 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 I thought he was cool. And he plays such a good character. He's like this, um, shit cousin that always ropes you into like bad situations that's like so always, his role yeah, yeah, yeah And he, yeah, so but him, he has yeah. such a good heart at times too and he does it so subtly and I feel like in a lot of Asian cultures like you know taking care of your cousins and like I remember okay I don't know if you remember but like I remember when we had Abby Albino on the podcast she was yeah. talking about you know in her Filipino culture like her parents would just ask her hey like can you get your cousin an interview at your job like there's yep. always this mentality of like having to take care of each other so like it's a strong tie that you can never cut because it's your family. And even though Danny, the character, can realize Isaac puts him in a bad situation, he can never say no. But there is, yeah, so there are some, like, awakenings that happen in that dynamic.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think, I I love that you're pointing out this character as a side character because obviously I think... Oh, he has such good one-liners. Yeah, I mean, both of them, like Ali Wong and Stephen Young, I know that they have rave reviews for, like, really embodying these characters. But it's so cool to see other people... Who are part of it? You know, mm-hmm. some of the side characters make the main characters, and he is his own personality on its own. right? Exactly, like, he's his own thing. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to watch it. Um, so sorry that I haven't been able to t- for okay. this show, but we'll definitely do something earlier, maybe next week when I have yeah. actually finished it to go through it. Okay. Um, and I love, I, I love seeing, a lot of thoughts. I love seeing overt like Asian rage. Like I think that's really yes, important, and yes. we don't ever see it. But it's so real for we, like, us. We only like, see
1: it in like in a negative stereotype and, yeah. like a nail salon or like no. But like I think rage was such a good theme yeah. and a topic for this story to surround because yeah. not only is it about like rage but it's also about kind of like not code switching but like in Ali Wong's character she's supposed she's like a very like. Um, Kind uh, Proper Yeah proper Like she has her shit together Yeah yeah But then she has This like deep things And I think that also Goes to say about like And you know Ali Wong talks about like How her parents Never showed emotions Stuff like that Maybe that kind of hindered The way she was able To not express her emotions But that again Such a relevant theme In the way that we were Growing up too Just like my specific Um Uh, family upbringing and stuff like that so like yeah I just thought it wasn't okay what I liked about it it wasn't so like a stereotypical Asian um caricature of what we were like told to be yeah and yeah Ali Wong had a great statement where she was like you know when you just have a bunch of Asian people in a room you just let them to be themselves and you get magic and I feel like that's exactly what the show was
0: yeah and I think there's so many things like that's why we like we have this podcast and other people that we speak to um yeah, we have rage like that and anger and I all mean, that. Everyone stuff. has rage, I guess. But like we have, everyone has rage, a darker. But rage. But we never get to show that rage on like a big screen. Yeah, it's like maybe my mom gets to hear it because again, like growing up for me, like it was like we if we could be in a massive fight, me and my mom just like yelling, yelling. Oh, right. The minute phone she picks race. up the phone, she's like, "Hello." Like it's like the most nothing's <laughs> wrong, wrong here. Happens. Like there's no nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. But like we are just raging on each other. Oh yeah, and then slams the phone down. We just get back, back at to it. it. So I like to see it out front more because obviously it's one of our things is to be like thoughtful and I think you know and not like get other people in our shit but like sometimes you just need to rage Mm -hmm. like I don't care like and I would love to see like a badass movie like that so I mean show so I can't wait to like actually watch it and get into it um,
1: another thing I'm sorry I feel like I'm telling you all about the show it's okay I, I hope I know, you won't ruin no. your experience but one thing that really resonated with one of the many things that resonated with me is that there's a storyline where obviously Korean immigrants they go to a Korean church and yeah. um, uh, Danny the main character what's it Steven Yan Steven Yan has he's like yeah like he met a girl at a Korean church like a yeah. long time ago so they go revisit and there's this scene when he clearly hasn't been to church in a really long time but he walks in and and it's like the worship portion of it, yeah. and you, you, went yeah, through, I know, you I know churches, exactly, right? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes in, and it's like, um, and it's like he's singing along, and it's like a more of like a hip worship oh, song, God. I guess. And yeah. there's like a band, there's like not lights, but like you know, it's like a production. Yeah. And then he just sit, sitting there. There's no dialogue except for the song, but like Stephen Young, oh my gosh, like he's the way he's able to portray the emotions of how that feels, and like I've been in that shoe, I've been in shoes before where you know, you kind of have this like really strong guilt for like not going to church. Mm-hmm. Not because maybe you have a strong connection with God, but it's just because like your parents literally will call you every single week to be like, don't forget to go to church. Yeah. Like, Did you go to church today? And it's just like a routine. You either have like a pre-planned lie of why you didn't go to church yeah. or you say that you went and you think about what sermon that you pretend that you listen to so yeah. like there's all this guilt and then like I get that he kind of had a come to Jesus moment where he like feels this like resurrection about like feeling God's love and like all the bad decisions he made in his life but I thought it opened up a can of worms about the Korean church community mm-hmm. and I think it might be relevant to other Asian No the Chinese churches well. like that yeah. too yeah, yeah. and I know a lot of like Filipino churches has gone through it as yeah. well but it's just crazy because in one part of the show he says that Korean churches aren't about God. It's just a community where people can just come together. And it's true because like anyone knows who's an immigrant you go to church. So it's not just a Sunday thing. It's a whole week thing. Maybe on a Wednesday, there's yeah. like a woman's night. Thursday is the men's night. And then on Friday, there was, like a youth group. Yeah. And then you also have maybe band practice. On a Sunday, you come earlier before the service because you have to rehearse. And then mom, all oh, the women have to make the lunches. After the service is over, you stay behind for two mm-hmm. hours because you have the lunch. But you also mm-hmm. have to tear down because sometimes you don't have have the property so you're renting from another church and then you have another rehearsal and you go home so you're not home by like 8 p.m and it's just like a whole ordeal it's a whole in the community. thing yeah, yeah and I get that for someone who just immigrated to a new country you don't know anyone you do find all the things that you need in that situation but I just thought it was cool that they portrayed it and it was like the most like accurate depiction about worship and evangelical like church scene yeah. that I thought it was really cool to see
0: yeah, no, like those don't get depicted a lot. I'm like, in my particular situation, I am like a dropout of church and I will never go back because yeah. I seriously hate, don't. Like that community, I think it's really great. Like even my parents, my like relatives go, but it's not for me. And yeah. um, I don't I, I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm like, that's sick. Like do your thing if you believe in it. It is a community, which I'm happy they have. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it's such a specific moment. Um, for people who grew up like that, that you're like, damn, like I was there. I can be in that I position that. and yeah. I know what that feels like. You know, lots of guilt sometimes. Lots of, oh, i like. Is that,
1: like guilt. It's like the uh, fear of something's going to go wrong. And it's like the yeah. guilt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just like, oh, I haven't been here. I need to like redo this thing and come back and start a new. But like it's. Yeah, it's definitely community. Like, I just remember people being there for, like, eight hours. I was like, I could never do that. Like, that is just so not who I am. But Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people found, like, really good friends and communities there, especially if you're new. So I think that's really important. That's cool. I'm excited to see that scene in that show.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited for you to watch it. It's been... I. Have been loving seeing all the rave reviews, not just by Asians watching it, but just no, um, everyone. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, why I think it's cool. Yeah, um, so yeah, please, you'll have to let me know after you watch it. And no, I will definitely. see what you think.
0: No, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um, and yeah, I just have to watch it. I hope yeah. they come up with more oh, stuff like that.
1: One thing I didn't like was that Joseph Lee, who plays Ali Wong's husband, he's Korean, but he plays a Japanese character. Hmm. Which I thought was really interesting. And then one of the funny parts is like Ali Wong is trying to get her husband to like get worked up to like, you know, approach this guy. And he was like, no, babe, like I think he didn't mean anything by it. And then the only thing that triggers him to go see him is that, well, he didn't like that you're Japanese. And then it was like a Korean, and it because a Korean person was saying that he didn't like Japanese. Oh, so I feel like there, was like, so- a, there was like a funny like Asian nuanced Oh, it's like, it's like
0: the three East Asian countries and we're we're going to selectively just talk about the three because it's such a thing. Oh, there's so much, not everyone, but it's like known between all our cultures. There's beef between everybody. Yeah. So like, it's just, yeah, I find that funny and Um, weird.
1: (laughs) off, Off topic. Can I tell you a really sad story? Yeah, so please. I have been trying to get on a background acting role for a Pachinko hey, okay. well not acting I literally just wanted like to be a background actor yes because they're filming oh, sh- Toronto sh-
0: where are and, they? Uh,
1: they're in like I thought they were like in the beaches for some reason but I found out that they were shooting in Brampton but the reason why it's sad yeah. because my friend Patty shout out because she texted me a screenshot of like this random person's Facebook post but like they're looking for someone Thursday and Friday and I was like oh Run. my god yes literally sent her an email my photo's and all this stuff and the girl was like okay you have to get your COVID testing today all the way up in like North York and then it's Thursday and Friday shooting days but I'm leaving Friday and and the post didn't really say actually it has to be both Thursday and Friday and I was like maybe you should just show up and I was like hey I'm not available for Friday but it's Thursday okay is that a problem they're literally literally just like
0: looking for people to show up they're like
1: literally any like Asian woman from twenty to sixty. So I oh. guess they just need like random woman. But anyways, I was booked and then I had to cancel it because I'm not here on Friday. Damn, that's really sad. I was so close to seeing the Amy debut Cole. was so close. Imagine a pic- Imagine Disney and also yeah, you being able to see.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: uh, that would improve. and it's so funny because they're like, well, it's up in Brampton. People who don't drive, there is a shuttle at Kipling Station, and I just pictured all these like bunch of Asian women just like waiting for a bus oh, to come it's pick them so up. Weird
0: weird yeah really no like yeah like when my friend used to she's she wasn't Scott Pilgrim actually oh, cool. but when she was auditioning like for the role like back then I'm gonna say 10 years ago it would be like all these Asian women in the room and it'd yeah. be like they all know each other it'd be like yeah. hey, hey what's up who's gonna get this which one of us yeah. is gonna get this yeah. I like, see you at the next thing it's so funny but um it's also fucking weird but like yeah it was just funny because it was mostly for like a side role but yeah. now obviously I hope things are changing yeah that's really I cool mean. that they're here
1: Guys, and maybe next opportunity for me. Yeah,
0: someone look out. If you guys have a plug, like hit <laughs> yeah, up jazz. Yeah, let okay? me be a
1: background actor, and I'll be discovered that way. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: what's gonna happen. We're gonna blow up. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. So, speaking of things this week, that was I was telling you I was gonna want to talk about this yeah, a lot, even just a little me. bit. It is like a news item that we were working on, but like emotionally, just being like, I was so, it, I was so astounded covering stuff like this. So basically, right. in Tennessee you know, we heard about, there's so many mass shootings in America. It's so hard to keep up. And then recently there was one out of school and it was a Christian school. Mm -hmm. That state is super Republican and pro guns in that school, uh, in that state, whatever. Um, and they kicked out, they basically voted to expel two of the youngest black representatives there. Um, which is wild because it's like, they were the only ones really pushing for change. And their thing is that they caused chaos in the house because they were speaking with protesters who were like students who were like, you know, let's have gun control. Let's tighten Mm -hmm. gun laws. um, and it was incredible, like, how many people showed up, how many kids showed up, how many, like, students and Gen Z. They really, really showed up, and they basically both got reinstated this week. Wow. Yeah, and okay, like, oh, my
1: God, that gave me chills, because I did remember reading that, like, two people got, like, fired or expelled, whatever. Expelled, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I didn't know what it meant, but wow. Yeah,
0: basically, in the state house, like, let's just say 75% of these members are Republican. They're like pro-gun. And these two are super loud, like young black men who are really speaking up. And one of them is half Filipino too. And like, basically they've been advocating and advocating they were voted in by the people. And then they just tried to expel them, which is obviously- Why?
1: Because they weren't going- because they were favor speaking up of what they wanted.
0: Because they were making too much, too many waves with the people in the house, like with the students who are watching. <laughs> Can
1: you believe in a political position you're actually making changes? And, and a that's democracy too much? of all
0: things, right? Like so, like it was just so inspiring to see what they're doing and they're really mobilizing. So I got to like talk to the students and what they're doing. Oh and I'm gosh, like, you guys are yeah. What, are the, what are the inside
1: minds of these Gen Z? Like, how are they approaching these they're, situations?
0: They're really like, they want to show up for this rally. And unfortunately, the news cycle is like, it pops up and then it leaves. Right. But they're trying to build long-term um, advocacy. Like, they know they're not going to change it in a year or two years or maybe five years even. But they want to build this foundation. Marathon. Yeah, so they're literally meeting with uh, people who advocated for, like, no segregation against, you know, white and black students from the 60s and how they fought that and they're meeting with the generation before mm-hmm. to learn how wow. they can do that now and I just like
1: they are smart yeah and
0: they're uh, just really they inspiring like
1: smart and hard yeah
0: they're like 2019 are in high school it's like so amazing to watch and so that's like and I always say this and I'm not even showing myself well it's a self disc because I'm a millennial but I'm like damn these people are really doing shit it's not yeah. every gen Z person it's not all but like I don't even know what I was doing at that age like no. just being a fucking dumbass we were like, I don't on know.
1: MySpace and screaming at people on Facebook walls yeah and that like, was
0: our action and trying to be like c- cool by not caring too much yeah. about stuff yeah, which yeah, is yeah. so different so like all that to say like power to them like that was so cool mm-hmm. Um, and I love that like it's actually making so many waves so I think that's really exciting and it's like really refreshing to see because it's like one good thing came out of this like good thing in terms of like something more positive Yeah, in terms of like all the shooting news and everything so like yeah. super inspired Really cool how they're, like, organizing for years to come. And they're, like, okay to play the slow game, you know? Like, it's not immediate. Realistic. Yeah, and they're, like, meeting with people. And, again, going through workshops of nonviolent, like, rallying and stuff. So, it's very, very cool.
1: Okay. So, when, what is, what does it mean to have, like, a gun reform? Like, what restrictions does that come in? Like, what is, like, a realistic outcome that can come
0: Realistic, yeah, it's too. hard. Uh, like, especially in the southern states, and is yeah. it, does it obviously differ by state? It does go by state. Obviously, there's bigger things like like Biden for the nation will call for like assault, like weapons ban, whatever. Um, which is like kind of guns where you can literally like you could shoot, I don't know, dozens of rounds in like one second. Like that's what he's oh, trying to, right yeah, right, yeah. right. But like the people here, yeah, like basically in the south, they govern, they vote on themselves, and a mm-hmm. lot of them you know, have, they love their guns and they can't, they don't want to take it away. And so right now the standing solution by the Republicans are saying like, okay, if we're scared of school shootings, if kids are scared to go to school, we're going to put a safety resource officer for like every kid in the school, which is basically like a security police officer in your school all the time. Someone suggested like arming teachers, which is crazy. crazy. And then also like in some other states, they're testing whiteboards that turn into like a bulletproof like yeah, shield bulletproof like um shelters like you know like okay in Canada Are we in transformers It's crazy. <laughs> like so like in Canada let's get this straight. When we have drills at school we mm-hmm. have like the intruder drill where we just like don't you I've remember never that? I've done it. No, I think it was like after my time. Yeah, but like it's, but like, I know what But you no mean. one really like uses it because it's like we don't like have guns super free yeah. flowing like yeah. and I thank god, you know, like that we don't have that. But honestly, it's like Crazy that I saw this whiteboard transform into like an uh, emergency shelter. So That's like crazy. the kids will hide in here, but then you can use it in the daytime where there's nothing like as a whiteboard. Like I was like, this fucking shit is insane. Um, hey, you know,
1: instead of um, investing in technology to make whiteboards into shelters, maybe you just change the gun laws. Yeah, I know.
0: But it's yeah, there's so much like crazy stuff with it. But I was just like, you know, I just like when I see this happening, it seems so hopeless all the time. But yes. I was like, oh, this was like a very interesting, different thing that we've seen. And it's like, it's funny when they expelled them, they thought they really like silenced them, but then everyone showed up and they they basically made those two like celebrities. Like now, like they're just Mm, like followed. I know. I don't think it was a good move, honestly, like in terms of their camp either. Like they just basically put a highlight on like these two people. Yeah. Who are the most outspoken. Gave them more platform. Exactly. So like, it's kind of interesting to see what's going on. But again, it's like definitely led by younger people who are fighting every day when you were interviewing these gen z kids like do you do you
1: find that they were able to get the support resources and like collaboration from like older people that are in politics like was there more openness to work together
0: i think like because i obviously manage like our work social accounts and in particular we put these voices up like their voices up on tiktok mm-hmm. to see if they can get as far reach as they can and like there's a lot of support, like from people who be like, "I'm a boomer and I support you," blah blah blah. But it's like from all different states. Mm-hmm. I think for them, they really have to count on themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think the only people they, again, they're going to people who fought before, so people who have already been in this historically um, militant situation where they actually use nonviolent ways to rally against stuff. So like that was just really cool. I was just like, oh, a man, like I. What moment would we have that we would mm-hmm. be doing that? Like, it's just so different. So I'm totally, you know me, like, okay to take and watch ins- younger people and see yeah. how to be inspired by that. You know, I think that's yeah. really cool.
1: Is Tennessee also to state that they're trying to, they got rid of drag, drag shows. shows? Yeah. Is Tennessee okay?
0: No. Tennessee, that same house that expelled them, uh, banned drag shows. They, they're they labeling them under, like, and like power to sex workers is not me but they are basically yeah. labeling them as oh. sex workers sex work is le- like not legal in Tennessee so drag shows therefore are not legal in Tennessee and then we also did a piece where we spoke to some of the drag performers yeah. and they're like it makes our jobs way more dangerous like for ba- no reason I know and basically you know across America like drag shows are being bombarded with like these militant times, white yeah. supremacists yeah whatever and like It's crazy because like these shows are for kids and like, of course, like when we watch stuff like, okay, I don't even want to put RuPaul, but like if we go to like our gay village and we go and watch a show and we know it's like for adults and nighttime and stuff like that, of course, there's elements of like sexiness. There's that on TV shows and like, that's fine. But when we have drag performers reading to kids, that's not what's happening. Like, it's like teaching people how to be more inclusive, you know, like talk about loving each other's differences mm-hmm. and being who you want to be. Embracing your individuality. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, the constant thing is for that side. Like, it's basically, like, that's causing harm to children. Yeah. You're causing harm to children. Like, it's blah, like, blah, blah, blah. It's, like, performance
1: art. But I'm, I guess I'm just trying to correlate. I listen to... um Podcast where they talk to. Do you remember Sasha Valore? Yes, yes. So she came out with a book uh about oh, like a kids of, book. No, I think it's like a memoir kind of. Oh, cool. But cool, cool. yes, I know she does. She does a lot of readings and stuff. And she was talking about how yeah, just like the awakening of like drag and stuff. And the whole thing about drag is like you're kind of like in on the joke and like you kind of know yeah, that yeah. it is a dramatized you know, expression of womanhood. And obviously when you're in drag shows, yeah, there are elements that you want to accentuate like women's features and stuff. And, like, you all kind of all have fun. And then I don't know if this is, I'm making like a too far reach of a connection, but you know how like even when Britney Spears, when she first came out, you know, she was so sexualized and even like interviews would be like, don't you know that kids are watching this? And like, obviously when yeah. she's doing a concert, like making a music theater, she's accentuating different parts of her body to like, you know, create that illusion or like whatever. But then when she's going to like, the hospitals to, like, visit kids or, like, when she's around different settings. i not like she's going in her, like, bra and, like, underwear. And, like, you know, like, it's, like, different scenes for different things. And, like, I feel like.
0: No, that's, yeah, that's basically it. Like, basically, we know that if we want to go to, like, a sexy Mariah Carey drag show, yeah. I know what I'm signing up for, yeah. obviously. But and like- it
1: happens at nighttime when the kids are in bed. Yeah, and, and, and like-,
0: like, I'm, you know, like, it's, it's. You know, it's no different than watching a show and there's a like a minor sex scene. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even understand what the like, it's just crazy to put that all together. Like, yeah. these are full one equates another. Yeah, these yeah. are full performers, right? Like, they are performers and they are artists and like they obviously will go to the occasion that they need to be. Like, it's like anyone mm. else. So, anyone like, anyone working a profession. Yeah, exactly. It's a job. And so, yeah. like, this is a job and this is an industry and like they just, can't stand it. it's it's sort of like that whole tiktok thing like that yeah. it was like oh the shit is too getting out of hand yes. because they are so unaware and out of touch like that they just need to end it because they're like yeah. what the hell is this what the hell is going yeah. on so you know power to all the drag performers out yes there. that's please. really important yeah. do not
1: give up yes please they bring us so much joy yes and we need more joy in our lives yes um on the the gun note though I was in New York recently and every single subway station had two cops. Yeah. That's a new thing. Yeah. I have never felt so safe being on Mm. the public transit. And I heard that they did choose the police officers working depending on what area has that kind of demographic. And... First, I would like to know how New York funded this. Like, where did all these cops come from? They have so many subway stations. They have Every so single many cops, one of them yeah. had two. And, I mean, I am terrified of going on the public transit these days. Like, there's oh at least God, one yeah. someone who's unwell on any streetcar or subway that we're on. And people are getting stabbed, like, literally and just dying. And, yeah. like, we have not seen a single thing of improved security or protection. Like, yeah, what is Like Yeah, like, I
0: think, like, I think many people in New York are, like, will basically… Like they don't think the cops can help them, and I think as a traveler, like seeing that and also not being from there, of like course. yeah, like they really, even if it was, like they really don't believe that. I think their latest thing is they're gonna bring robot dogs, which is really fucking scary because, like, I don't to even do know what? what, like police robot dogs. Like you know that sometimes you see those websites and videos of like this is the latest robot that's gonna help blah blah blah. They have like these dogs that can run like two hundred miles like, per hour. Fight
1: somewhat Like how stop them, take them attack? down. This is a
0: thing. Like this shit is fucking scary so actually like in new york like the new yorkers that are like basically like they're pretty terrified they're like what the fuck is going on here and yeah right now in toronto we have this crazy situation i don't even know if it's unprecedented i actually have no idea if this is more or less like it depends like i feel like the ttc is just like outwardly just saying this is happening this is happening this is happening i'm not gonna say that it is happening more or less i don't uh, actually know i need to look at the numbers because um, whatever. But basically, everyone is like on their they're freaked the fuck out to take TTC these days. Yeah, yeah, because there's like every day something's happening. every day something's happening. In Toronto, they tried to fund more cops that really didn't do anything. Like this number of crimes were the same. And like, it's it's like I think a lot of advocates are saying like you are not handling the mental health issue mm-hmm. very well. You're not mm-hmm. funding these things. You've actually cut funding to these things. Mm-hmm. and um obviously, homelessness. Like you're living in a yeah. city. It's unaffordable. I can only imagine, like, people that's get laid niece. off yeah miss one paycheck miss two paychecks they're on the street right like you can't pay rent and then what does that do your do your mental i don't know and there's no spaces in the shelter so it's mm-hmm. like such a roundabout it's thing. a rolling yeah, yeah and it's fun. like every major city is like that like there's major cities that are like we just need more cops and then people will be like no it's not it's like you need to fund this you need to fund that mm-hmm. but like it's uh it's such a reform you got to like change it from the bottom up so like it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Do you
1: feel like now that you haven't been working with the, like, Canadian politics, like, are you still keeping tabs in Toronto? Just, it's hard. Because I, I guess, like, I guess my question, I don't know if you know, is, like, I know we have, like, an election coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you been seeing, like, the Chloe Brown
0: Yes, I know that she is a candidate and she actually placed third in the last one. Like the one where before Tori was kicked. I I think what I've seen from a lot of people is a lot of excitement around her and she is from here, you know? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the people that are running at this Mm -hmm. moment are very, like, I swear they have like a place in Florida and in Muskoka. Mm, they're and not like, a
1: true, they haven't Like they're not talking it. to people. Yeah. Maybe they're
0: talking to people in like Rosedale, which is like a wealthier GTA, area yeah. or like, I don't know, Forest Hill or something yeah. like that. But like you're talking about the people that need to use, like it, it's crazy. Like every time I look on public transit, um, the population here is super diverse. But if you go to those neighborhoods, obviously there have more white and wealthier people. On public transit, people that use it are so many, like, people of... Women of color, I want to say. Like, I mm -hmm. always see that. And it's their only mode of transport. Like, it's actually pretty crazy. And, like... And, like,
1: more, like, dangerous times, I want to say. Like, the 6 a.m. or, like, really late at night. we have
0: so many uh, of these populations who work overnight shifts or Mm -hmm. night shifts. And, like, that's the only job they can get. A lot of them are new Canadians as well. Mm -hmm. And so, like... For someone who doesn't understand, even like hasn't ridden the TCC enough to even understand that, that's already one aspect. Like these people do not know that, right? Like, yeah. so they can ride the TTC one day for a photo op, but we need someone like, yeah. I would like someone who actually experiences like some experience yeah. like that, right? Like that's just... If you don't know what like stop to get off
1: to be closest to the stairwell, then yes. you're not... No, uh, then you don't like, know. You don't get it. You don't, don't have any don't say know. in the TTC matter.
0: Exactly. And if you don't have any say in the public transit, which also equals safety, which also yeah. equals jobs because you have mm-hmm. to get to your spot like mm-hmm. then I don't know all these a lot of these candidates don't have that so like yeah. you're just like damn where did you come from like I this know. is crazy
1: I did have like an awakening that like I think when Tory John Tory got like he stepped down because of like all that expose came out about him yeah. like, uh, having that relationship it made me re- it really broke the third wall of like thinking politicians have to be this specific picture like no, yeah, someone not older all, yeah. like experience whatever and then no. I was like watching Chloe Brown's um, one of her like platform speeches, yeah, speeches yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and I was like you know what
0: no, it doesn't she, have to she, be it that. It doesn't
1: mean she's gonna have to like make every single decision. She is still gonna have people that she respects and trusts around and her to like support stuff. it. Yeah. And there, those people are gonna come with a lot of experience. Like we need someone refreshing like her who is gonna use more scrappy resources or like you know action things and not just be a bystander. And mm. as, so I'm like so for like younger people coming into the office. Yeah. And I I think totally back then I was like no like. I want someone who's, like, more, like, experienced and, like, think distinguished and, like, older. But, like, no, fuck that. Like, we have been waiting around for these old people to, like, get shit done and yeah. they have not.
0: Literally. And if you just need an example, like, and this is, this also has to do with Ontario. But, like, the Eglinton line was proposed, like, I want to say 20 years ago. <laughs> Dude, that ago. has been just, in construction. Yeah, I think it's, like, I saw one that looked a little bit done just, like, yesterday. I was, like, holy shit, like... Basically I was a baby and I had no idea what was going on and this was already fucking proposed. Like that's crazy. Oh like God. should not take that long. Um, yeah. And I think, I agree. I think a lot of people, a lot of young people I'm speaking to in Toronto, they're really advocating behind Chloe because, um, you know, we are the largest population right now. Mm-hmm. Millennials make up like, and Gen Z make up a huge voting pot. I want to say the highest one this year. Guys, like, and let's so
1: go vote. it's really easy and fun.
0: I wouldn't it's so say fun. fun. I wouldn't <laughs> say
1: fun. That might be stretching it, but it's an easy task.
0: It also like most places actually don't have lines. So please like, yeah. and also everyone who's like, yeah, I want to take off work. And it's so nice to these days. Like, yeah, you actually legally entitled for three hours off work to make it to this voting poll. So if you're going to take a long three hour lunch, it is a legal requirement for your employer to let you go. And yes.
1: Let's say you get it done in the first hour. Go sit in a patio. Have I know. A drink. Take that in three, three hours. Yourself. Yeah, I you don't know. It, you made a choice for yourself for a better future. You deserve it.
0: Exactly. I love that we added this yeah. on because I'm like, this is happening so soon. Yeah, because isn't it? Yeah, when is the election? I need to go look. Okay. I've been in America. America's thing, <laughs> America? but when this is like, we're gonna talk about it, and it's very soon. I yeah. think it's super soon. So yeah,
1: I think we should bring back vote or die t-shirts yeah. <laughs> and um, oh my yeah. God, speaking of what or die this isn't something in the the zeitgeist that i've been actually i've never used the word zeitgeist in a sentence i don't even know if i said that Wait. right but anyways i have been thinking about paris hilton a lot this is a very <laughs> weird segue, <laughs> the segue because i listened to a podcast that read her memoir so i got like a deep debrief yeah. about the whole situation I think everyone owes Paris Hilton an apology. Like, do you know to the extent of her story?
0: Is it the one that the history of abuse, like, against her? Yeah, Yeah, okay, so
1: not only, obviously, was born into, like, a really Hilton Hilton family... Um, when she was younger, she just had always so much of a personality and like, she always wants to like rebel against authority, which is totally fine. I feel like a lot of kids go through that, but then her parents just like truly didn't know what to do with her. So they kept sending her to these like behavioral camps, which was oh, basically yes, child yes, abuse. Yeah, yeah. And to the point that like, at one time she would just keep running away. And I get that Paris Hilton, like, you know, was she wasn't the most well-behaved child to these like parents who didn't know how to control her middle of the night at like 3am had these two men steal her out of bed and like dragged her and she could see her parents like peeking their head up from the door. So like, just imagine the trauma you have by... Being kidnapped by two middle-aged men who are so sweaty, like like eleven years, fourteen years old, and then there is that, and obviously like the whole sex tape and like how she wasn't able to have her rights about it, and like just so many unfortunate things has happened to her over and over again when her like privacy was violated, and then I don't blame her that she had to put this like fake facade because when you're Years of your adolescent life, your ownership and responsibility and, you know, power was stripped away. Yeah. All she wanted to do when she finally had that freedom was to cover her life with, things that were pretty. She didn't want to wear the same things twice. Like, now I get it. And, like, I guess I'm just bringing this up because she's so culturally relevant in my life (laughs) that I am so happy that she's finally able to... Like, she exposed it. Yeah, she is finally able to live her best fucking life. And I think we... Justice for parents. That's like
0: Britney. Like, with the whole father conservatorship. Like, I just... It it, it's it's so fucked up. Like I just just
1: feel like Brittany. Yeah, you keep making those TikTok videos. I am not asking anything of you. You have created so much content for us to live up since you were a baby. Yeah, we we don't need anything from you. But if you do ever want to do a comeback tour, I will be there. But you don't need to lift a finger. You just live your life.
0: Yeah, I don't care if you don't do anything. Like and it like obviously everyone's like where's rihanna's new album oh yeah i'm just happy for her to just keep making fenty she's a billionaire i don't i don't even give a shit like i'm just like you're rich on your on on the way you want to be rich yeah and the way you want to live yeah so we all want the album well yeah yeah, that's sick but like if that's you that's her greatest hits were
1: also enough i think i'll be okay
0: yeah that super bowl was like yeah
1: yeah pretty
0: good yeah Pretty, pretty good. I don't know. I was
1: a little bit disappointed, but <laughs> if it happened too long ago. I won't bring it back.
0: Um, what else is in your culture these days? What am I doing these days? What am I watching these days? So other than, okay, other than beef, I'm asking you first because I'm still on, like I'm literally still fi- trying to finish like 18 seasons of Criminal Minds So I'm oh, still God. on it. Are you watching anything new yourself?
1: Um, I actually on your criminal mind tip. I've been watching Mind Hunter again. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, it was. It's really dark, but yeah, that one's pretty good. But not something I'm watching. I recently read slash listened to as an audiobook a book called I Want to Die, but I Also Want to Eat the Bookie. Oh my have god! Have you heard of it? Have it. I haven't. I think you'll like it. Great it's Super short. It was only three hours long, so it's a really small book. But it's basically um, written by the obviously the author. Writes her um, like therapy sessions almost. Yeah, Um, it was really cool
0: because she's like writing what happened in her own therapy, and then like her
1: psychosis and their thought processes. And she's like in her like twenties, going through her her jobs and stuff. And it does delve into. And she's Korean. She it delves into like her relationship with her family and like the expectations that she has. But she also does suffer from like a lot of anxiety and like depression. And someone who doesn't have experience that much of that. It was really interesting and eye-opening to see mm. someone else's thought processes of a situation that maybe I may interpret differently. So I feel like that helped me kind of open up the world to see a little bit differently mm. and like have more empathy in situations. But it was really short, but I thought it was like really refreshing. And it was it was really cool because she's like, I wrote this. This is the most vulnerable I've ever been. But yeah, I had no so idea much. that it would get translated into like 16 different languages. Um, oh. It's a really short writ. I think you would like it. Um, yeah, it was really cool just seeing... The thought processes and how it gets explained, and it made me uh, have more empathy in certain situations, and like yeah, approach situations in a different way.
0: No, that's awesome. I think yeah. that's super vulnerable. Like, I don't know if I'd be willing to share all yeah. my therapy sessions. Yeah,
1: it's like really raw.
0: Yeah, and I think that is that's that's cool that she was able to do that. Like, yeah. definitely, I'm way too uh, figuring myself out. Like, I'm sure she is too. But like to do that, but like, oh my that's god, that's awesome. The
1: coolest part is she actually. The therapist also writes her point of view after it's all done. Like she she has notes on it. Yeah, 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 she read the manuscript. So I thought that was really cool because you can kind of see from like both sides of the story. Um, On the reading list, another thing that I recently read that just like resonated with me is called True Biz
0: true biz it's
1: about the deaf community and the erasure of deaf community in okay. like north america and i guess i feel like everywhere because like if you really think of it like i don't i never i don't know a single deaf person in my community.
0: yeah i i don't i don't think i know yeah. someone like immediate i don't, I don't know yeah. like and it, the book is
1: about this girl who was born into a family um she's the only deaf person i think but she had a cochlear implant when she was younger and then she her mom just wanted her to be like quote unquote normal so she mm. kept forcing her to go to like normal schools but she was like really getting behind and like wasn't able to like you know um be accepted or whatever so then she ends up going to a death And then she has to learn how to sign language and all this stuff. And then you—it's really cool because the book you'll you'll read like the nonfiction part, but then there's also like resources and history lessons of death, deaf Um, community. community. Um, And yeah, it just kind of opened my eyes about yeah about like the way we think about language and like how we communicate. And like really heartbreaking part was like there was especially for deaf women who are giving birth. Yeah it's so hard to communicate what's happening. I'm sure for like oh, any medical sure, situations, yeah. like you're talking about like the mortality Like it's rate not or, accessible. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like having interpreters available yes. in these situations. And yeah, how there is like black ASL and yes, yeah. um, Martha's Vineyard ASL. Like there's all these like really rich, beautiful histories. And I guess obviously because I've been like researching and thinking about it, now I'm on the ASL talk. Evan, so there's this one guy that I follow and he teaches just like bad words in ASL. Oh, um, so I know cool. quite a few words how to say in ASL now, but I think I want to actually fully learn it. I think it's really cool. Um, I don't want it to be like a, a thing that I'm just like hopping on a bandwagon, but I do think just like- No, for I think that's cool to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I want to be able to communicate. You no,
0: know, I think that's so important, the accessibility. It, this, this whole, like I'll say the world in general is not accessible to yeah. people that have disabilities. It is so- inaccessible like honestly whether you're just like it's not just about like a ramp which a lot of places don't even have exactly. a, a ramp it's like communication it's about like like my one thing that i really i witnessed this like when i was going on a plane which i was like this is so fucked Is like someone who is in need of a wheelchair like because the rows the the plane is built so it's so narrow the alleyways whatever the airport they bring you like the normal standard size wheelchair mm-hmm. And then you have to move to this tiny, 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 tiny tiny chair. And it's just like, I I saw one that was so awful that basically like the one of the people that help like push these chairs, like they had to like carry them onto the seat. And like, can you imagine that feeling that you're just like, like, why aren't we making planes accessible? Of course, it's an expense thing. Of course, there's all this stuff. But like, These people, like, obviously, like, people that own these planes or make these planes, like, they should have money to, like, try to think about that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so... We're building bulletproof whiteboards. I think we can make a better wheelchair that is more
1: accessible to be on planes.
0: Like, billionaires are going to space. Like, let's just make, like, even planes or even just every day. I was just like, damn, this is... Can you imagine how demoralizing it feels? Exactly. Like, to to be... Like, that's your only way on to, like, a plane, let's just say, or whatever. It's just so... It's so awful. And it's so already like,
1: so much of, like, anxiety, I'm sure. Yeah, can you imagine? To travel yeah. in those circumstances. Yeah. And you're, I also don't like that they're, like, the last one that they have to get off the plane. Because they have to sit there until they're able to
0: get the help they need. I know. Just and give them
1: the first row. Like, it should just be dedicated. And also,
0: yeah, and it should be, like, make it easy so they can maybe even just, like, assist themselves yeah. into, like, a chair get or point. whatever. Like, it's just so... Yeah, it's just so crazy. So I'm actually happy you're learning that. Yeah. I think it's cool, even just starting with swear words. That's fine. Like that's how we learn <laughs> every language. That's how we learn
1: any language. Honestly, right? and that's
0: honestly how we bond over new languages. Exactly. Um, but okay. what's no, on your culture? That's super cool. Um, well, one thing I was thinking about actually, actually, my partner was like talking to me about this because I was trying to like really understand why I was watching such like dark, dark shit to be feel comfort. It's like a sense of control like definitely because at the end of every episode they solve it right so like there's not always there's
1: a two-parter sometimes sometimes there's a
0: two-parter but like it always makes me feel like a sense Uh, of wow this is the worst shit that could ever happen but it gets wrapped up which is not real life which is not real life obviously and like my sense of control my sense of understanding and that calmness comes at like the last final 10 minutes I'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. we are we are like This has been wrapped up like a neat present, which Mm -hmm. isn't life. So like something I think that's why I'm really into watching that stuff, even if it's like late at night and it's like kind of really scary or whatever. Um, But yeah, it was just funny because he was like, I think that's how you feel like control or like how you feel a sense of of like, because every day it's right in the world. Yeah. Like the thing is like among journalists and media, like journalists will always say like they are going to go and work and work work until they tire themselves out. It's like a very Mm -hmm. unforgiving industry where there's no so many layoffs. So many uh, like, you know, if you compare yourself to marketing pay, it's you don't even come close. Mm-hmm. But like everyone is most a lot of people are there for justice. You're like, I mm-hmm. want to fight this till the end. I want to make change. I want to platform people that matter. I want to hold the powerful accountable. But you burn the fuck out because like there's no conclusion. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to like push in. You can hear the worst stuff. And so like this little package of like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And there's a resolution. Like, I think that's why for me, that's what I've been watching. It's just like this sense of calm. Um, and in the chaos, in the chaos and like the feeling like, why isn't this changing or why isn't this being fixed or why isn't this whatever? Like, that's a sense of calm that I think I get from something like that. But no, I've been meaning to watch like a lot of other stuff too. So beef is on my list. I've been watching like stupid food network shows, which is always a great thing. Where do
1: you watch food network shows? What platform?
0: Um, so I've already like watched all the food stuff that's on Netflix available. Oh, right, 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 But we actually, this month, bought something because for the Raptors and Jays, oh. like, we bought, so like, I'm actually watching this like, weird, like, Gordon Ramsay new show where it's like three levels and like, it's, it's so weird. Cool. Like, you need to just, like, Okay. and I can watch that like stuff because food is always a thing. Yeah. And then also, you know that I watch like mukbangs all the time. Yeah. Which is- no, I
1: really wanted to watch Triple D and it's only available Triple D! in
0: oh, Amazon boy. Prime, yeah. but
1: it's, Okay, Amazon Prime, I have a bone to pick with you. You have five different subscriptions under the one house. It does not make any sense. They have Amazon Prime. They have stars. They have this other thing. And then there's this new thing only available in the US called Freebie that there's a show called Jury Duty on that I really want to watch. So Amazon, get your shit together. Let's just combine it into one. I do not want to have to pay additional six ninety nine a month to watch another show that's clearly available on Prime.
0: I know. It's just figure
1: it out. Make yeah. it easy
0: for everybody. Yeah. Like. You would want someone to be a customer to be happy. Yeah.
1: Oh, I know. I'm really sad because I also canceled my Apple Plus and I really want to watch Shrinking with oh, um, I saw, yes. Jason Segel. Um, and I also do want to watch the third season of Ted Lasso. So if anyone wants to give me their Apple ID, maybe I'll trade you a Disney Plus.
0: Mm. I am supposed to try to start watching Ted Lasso, but... You have never seen the first? I don't think you'll like it. I, think I watched find it. it corny. Oh, did I did find it a bit corny, to yeah, be honest. It but it was like just good enough that I could like back... Ground listening to him like right, oh right. something cute blah blah yeah. blah blah whatever. I do find that guy really hot. The the and guy Sam? who's always angry. Oh no! Oh that guy! Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's definitely up
1: my alley. But I did not like Sam's storyline with the the <laughs> owner. Yeah. yeah yeah. I'm. I thought it got kind of. I thought it got a little lame in season two. So I didn't want to watch. season it, It's three. like
0: one of those that's like, we're all like there's a little conflict, but we're yeah. all in this together. Yeah. Like it's like so yeah. You, that's why you're probably like you won't. Like this. I, I thought it was fine.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it was it's it's a fluffy, good. It's a fluffy shirt. Sure.
0: Yeah, super um, fluffy. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, oh my gosh. Well, I think we were talking about it last time, but I'm really excited for Past Lives to come out. You yeah, I really want to yeah. watch that. That and Joyride. Ashley I want to watch Park Joyride really very well, like, like a good. lot too. Ashley Park is also in beef. She's the Asha Park. She was in Emily in Paris. I don't know if you watched Oh, that. her, her, Yeah, her, yeah. She's yeah, really yeah. having a moment, happy for her. I haven't stopped thinking about Past Lives trailer ever since I watched it. So I'm really excited. I think I'm it's so coming excited. Out in July.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Why would you put it out so early? We, like, we need I to know. know. We need we to watch it. We are this. so
1: blessed for all this new content that's coming out featuring us. And I hope this is just a start.
0: And I hope you get your background role. Oh, eventually yeah, Pachinko. oh yeah,
1: the will be coming out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like okay. That
0: show, I was, I had like yeah, huge revelations it. about it. No, oh yeah, you watched. It, it. was like so emotional to me that yeah. show.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're okay. The reason why I think maybe Pachinko is still in the stars for me because the book is so thick. There's no way they're gonna wrap it up in second season. So maybe there's a third season, and maybe I'm will the Third season. I'm so down. If I miss my boat in the second season.
0: Yeah, and I also like would like more shows like the bear
1: yeah like oh, if we the have bear is coming out the third season third
0: season the second I, season sorry sorry yeah second season and yeah. i would love more like i think it's already tried and true i think anyone could have done this like not anyone the bear is really good writing and stuff like that. i'm just saying let's do some dramas in the kitchen like
1: the, i was talking
0: people who work in the food industry yeah they said they can't it. watch it yeah yeah they said it's too triggering
1: oh i thought they said it wasn't accurate and it's kind of like a cosplay of what's happening
0: the sh- the chefs I spoke to were like I can't watch it because it's so real wow. and like gives them like makes their heart palpitate. They're like oh my god oh my yeah. god. There's so many orders today like yeah. blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, damn. I don't you know. We worked in retail, yeah. which is already a hell. Why on its is there a
1: show about retail? We go through a lot of trauma, traumatic moments in retail. Especially
0: this <laughs> we 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 need to like we can be <laughs> well, the ones to cast the, these people. You can write yeah. the screen. We are casting the customers because yeah. I know exactly what these. Customers would say, honestly. No,
1: I was actually thinking about my tenure at this retail store that I work at. And even though it's been 10 plus years, I often ponder, why am I still there? Mm -hmm. And genuinely, yes, it might be like, oh my God, like you're so lame for being there. But the amount of people that I meet in one shift and like things I learn... And like, it's no, like it's, a it's social so, experiment. Yeah, like yeah it, is, it the, is. The customers that come through and like who engages with what and like their personalities and the people that I get to work with and like the dynamics. Like, yes, it, I don't know why I imposed emotional distress on me um, willingly, but I, I think there's so much value in being in that situation. No,
0: for sure. Like you learn, yeah, you learn, you learn so much about people and even your coworkers. Like I remember when I used to like switch on my retail hat and then right after like I was done with that one customer, I'd be like, okay, here's my every yeah. hat. I'm yeah. back to normal. And then it's like, someone comes up and I'm like, okay, retail hat. And I'm just like, wow. Oh my God. You are really like, you have to fight through the entire thing. Yeah. You're giving like your whole... Existence to like two yes. sides you of yourself. It's so are insane. <laughs>
1: just breathing down the neck of the return policy and then <laughs> oh never mind, we make an exception. Just not for the return you. policy. Um, okay, I hope I actually didn't want to tell you this because I didn't want to trigger you, but remember that man that used to stalk you?
0: Oh my god, guys, yes, that's a thing. I saw
1: him yesterday and I thought yeah. of you. He still looks like He exactly still walks around same. on the floor.
0: I mean Kay. he still walks around a certain street, yes. Yeah,
1: guys. So there's this man who um has He's very eclectic. Definitely not. Well, he wears these like thigh high leather boots, which is he, which
0: is cool, cool. But he is. Oh, not he cool. is not yeah. cool. Yeah.
1: He's like a really older man. Like, I don't know what's going on with him, but he used to come into our store and Evie would literally have to run and hide in the back room because he would just harass like the, the shit out
0: of her. there was an alert like um, among our our team that'd yeah. be like, tell Evie to Evie run to rent. the back. Yeah. Tell he to run was the back. obsessed with her. Yeah. No, this is what I mean. Like when you see all these people, you're like, "This is crazy that I'm in this one building yeah. and this is happening." Yeah. And then three seconds later, it's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go like sell some more." You yeah. know, like, it's so crazy. <laughs> one more pair of jeans. Yeah, just like I can make my quota. Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I- I'm proud of you for that. Thank like, you. It's you are on the front lines. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Don't you. call yeah. me a
1: frontline worker. But on that note, I cannot wait to hear your. Recap about beef after you take your time. We'll we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. um, And we'll
0: follow up. It's not a 0.5 speed watch. No, no, no.
1: no. Even if anything, slow it down. There's so many good gems.
0: No, no. Okay, amazing.
1: Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. Let us know what we should be watching. And we'll be back. Bye. Bye.